Council Roundup. Each and every week, there's a council meeting. We bring you the details and the highlights the morning after so you know what is going on in your city council. And even if you don't live in Springfield, surely you travel to Springfield for a whole bunch of stuff and spend your tax dollars here. So it's good to know how the city's operating. Uh, and that's what the Council Roundup is all about. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. They've got delivery. And also... Try their chicken sandwiches, veggie style, as well at Head West's. Open for lunch downtown on Saturdays, too. Head West Subs. So last night's meeting was about an hour and 20 minutes, but there's tons to get to. So without hesitation, let's just uh, jump right into it. It was a full city council meeting. Uh, they had, uh, of course, uh, several measures that were on debate. One got postponed. Uh, and then they had several measures on emergency passage, and we'll touch on that. But here is a presentation that was in front of the city council last night. My name is Mike Novel. I'm with Indigo Restaurant here in Springfield, Illinois. Um, I'm here to represent the 11 members of the Springfield Area Bourbon Ambassadors, uh, along with Tori from... Uh, Slaughterhouse and Chris Hankin from a, a few of uh, his places uh, and Mick Wanless. I like that. Bourbon ambassadors. Uh, I, I enjoy myself some bourbon. Uh, that's for sure. So uh, we're actually going to hear a lot more about this tomorrow as well. We're going to have several of these restaurant owners, part of the bourbon ambassadors, in with us in studio. So looking forward to that. But uh, from last night's presentation, let's hear more about these bourbon ambassadors. Like-minded restaurants that have a lot of uh, nice bourbons on their list and uh, got with Mike Murphy and Scott Dahl and this thing just kind of grew. And Mr. Mayor, we've got a gift for you as well for your help and your support. And uh, I think it's going to be big for Springfield. It's uh, it's definitely a, a growing segment. Bourbon is highly sought after. The 11 members of our group have at least 50 bourbons on their list and five that are allocated that you can't get a lot of places. Um, so pretty cool uh, to have specialty bourbons, some uh, rare bourbons that these 11 restaurants are going to have on their menus. And, uh, you know, this is ultimately like a, like a passport type thing, right? You go to all 11 places. You don't have to drink the bourbon, but you go to all 11 places, learn about the bourbon. Boom, you get a you get a gift. Uh, so more from all of this and Alderman Redpath jumping in here as well. Yes, but I like to have a bottle of bourbon. Well, <laughs> I haven't tasted bourbon. The bottles of bourbon um, are at each 11 restaurants. We actually went... One of the cool things is, <laughs> after the meeting, we were able to do a, a barrel pick, actually, and that's what uh, we've got for the mayor. This is a specific to um, the 11 restaurants that are in our group. We got to split a full barrel that we handpicked from Barrel Spirits. Um, that's a blend of 18 to 14-year whiskeys that's been aged in Armagnac barrels. So it's a one of a kind. Only you can only get it to 11 rest restaurants that are in our group, and uh, we just wanted to say thank you. Sharon is caring, Mayor. <laughs> Alderman Gregory, uh, Sharon is Karen. Uh, something new, the uh, bourbon ambassadors say. When, when people are coming into town, not just locals, but, you know, convention people, we want them to know that uh, this is where you go get the good stuff. So uh, the good stuff to be had, no question. Sharon is Karen, Mayor. What's that? Sharing is king. Uh, break it open after the meeting. <laughs> there you go. We have a license. <laughs> Don't forget the camera, man. <laughs> camera guy's like, hey, I want some of that bourbon, too. Uh, Alderman McMiniman's got some questions. Do you each represent one of the 
11 restaurants? Yes. So Mick represents Westwood's Lodge, myself for Indigo Restaurant, Chris for Public House 29, Maui's Q, and um, Lake Point Grill, and then Tory with the Slaughterhouse in, in Auburn. So, again, that's just uh, about half of the different restaurants that are involved in this. Um, pretty much what's going to happen is there's going to be a booklet. You get it stamped from all 11. Uh, you don't have to drink at every place or do it all in one day. Uh, but but after you get that filled out, you, you can get a, uh, a gift. But right now it's a challenge coin that's got our logo and the Capital Area um, uh, Bourbon Journey logo on it. Um, we can also mail those in if they're out of town and they can they don't have a chance to go to the bureau. They can mail it in and then they will send them back the completed book with the challenge coin. So that's pretty neat. Uh, and again, this is going to be focused not just for you and I who are around here all the time, but those who are in Springfield for, you know, a convention or something to that effect. Uh, this may uh, give them the impetus to kind of check out some of these different restaurants and uh, get some specialty bourbons. Alderman Hanauer, uh, definitely uh, making sure people... Uh, Drink responsibly. Um, also, it, it, I, I would be remiss with uh, our, our uh, owner of the cab company here. If you do go out, try to try to tag this in a day or two. Uh, make sure you call cab uh, <laughs> when you drive so that uh, our police don't uh, have to uh, arrest you. That's good. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, yeah, if you're going to try this in a day, uh, pff, I mean, you're not going to be able to put all that bourbon back. I guess you could, but it won't feel good the next morning. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just space it out, right? All right, next up. We uh, have another presentation in front of the city. Next, we have uh, Legacy Point, uh, Steve Luker and Dirk McCormick. So uh, you've got the uh, Legacy Point Sports Complex providing an update. Our timing, we think we can smell the finish line. So we think in about 60 to 90 days, uh, we're hopeful that we're moving dirt out there to start the sports complex for Springfield, Illinois. And there's going to be a couple of phases. <clears throat> when we talk about the indoor facility, we talked about doing this in two phases, the outdoor and then the indoor. The indoor is actually the field house that we constructed in phase two. The indoor that we refer to in that phase is actually enhancement of the outdoor. It's an air structure that goes over a 11 versus 11 soccer field and then also other areas in there. Okay. So that'll all be started construction here. That will open up the first. We're trying to hit the season for tourism, which will be that winter. And then the outdoor would open up in the following spring. So a lot of activity expected down there at Legacy Point for that sports complex, including a possible fun zone. Typically, if you go to a sports complex, you'll have different things. Could be a splash pad, could be a jungle dam, could be a different things. And ours blends from all the way within the sports complex all the way to the... Uh, back door of Shields. So uh, a lot of things being happening there. Uh, the Lexi Sports Sports Complex. Um, you've got uh, uh, different uh, different entities all working together here, and the mayor says it's going to be a big deal. Well, we're looking forward to it. I think uh, once it's up and running, I, I don't think everybody will actually realize the impact it's going to have. That's going to be off the charts. So we'll watch that closely. All right. So coming back, we've got uh, uh, a lot more to tackle, including ordinances that were up for emergency passage. I do want to just go ahead and air this real quick because it's short. The deal with panhandlers getting into the roadways uh, and trying to get money from people in a dangerous situation with all kinds of metal and glass flying by at high rates of speed. Uh, that's been postponed yet again. Here's Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel. Hold or yeah, or you may recall that we were working on some alternative language. We would like to commit that or provide that to the Committee of the Whole. 
uh, at the at the next committee of the whole meeting next Tuesday. That makes sure it can be published and and uh, presented prior to being, you know, voted on at the following council meeting. So uh, that means that uh, it's not going to be voted on last night. And for about two or three months, we had a chair out there so that someone could sit on the chair and communicate with uh, vehicles going by. Then the, the chair was taken away, and that's the way it should happen. There shouldn't be a chair in the median strip. You know, you, you, there shouldn't be a bicycle. There shouldn't be, you know, we've got an ordinance about pedestrians in the median strip. But <clears throat> police chief, when we see a chair in there, Take it away. And Sultan Miniman talking about what he's seen. I've seen that same exact thing. People setting up chairs, and then the chairs left there, and then you've got their their big gulps out there. You've got uh, you know red solo cups, and then it just turns into a whole a whole mess. Uh, so that ordinance has been kind of kicked around for for gosh, well, like a year now, if not longer. Uh, so uh, we'll see where that goes ultimately. Coming back, uh, ordinances on emergency passage. That's next. Continuing on with the Council Roundup on Springfield's Morning News, brought to you by Head West Subs. Delivery and also open for lunch on Saturdays, too. Try their chicken sandwiches. You can also get veggie style. Now available at Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. We got the uh, hour and 20 minute long meeting last night at Full City Council and they uh, blasted through the consent agenda, all lumping those together at once. Nothing done there as far as moving an ordinance out. They did, however, keep the uh, roadway panhandler ordinance in committee again. So we'll hear more about that next week. Uh, but now it's time for ordinances up for emergency passage. And there was a, a big ticket one, uh, $16 million. Here is... Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, laying out to this emergency ordinance. And when that's an emergency, it means ultimately it was not heard in a committee. It's just up for final passage. So here is uh, that particular emergency ordinance. Lender Construction, Inc. for the Lime Pond Relocation LPR <coughs> project in an amount not to exceed $16,522,278. Woo! So what's going on here? Doug Brown with the utility was there to talk about this and where the money's going to come from. And that's expected to be complete uh, October 2023. Um, so uh, basically we're building these immediately um, east of the existing location um, at, that, at that facility out there. So um, I think we had three bidders total. Uh, this is the lowest bidder. So $16 million to build some concrete barriers and some berms to try to keep the uh, lime from uh, possibly uh, uh, contaminating uh, groundwater and so on. Uh, some, some more insight on this. These, these will be new. Um, new structures, so we're not going to be re like taking the material moving and moving over there. We would dispose of the material that's there now like we normally would. Okay. Now, um, more back and forth about uh, federal regulators, because this is all part of, you know, trying to uh, make sure we clean things up for the environment, but uh, Doug Brown with the utility talked about how they uh, did some uh, uh, addendums to their uh, filings with federal regulators. Um, we also uh, uh, supplemented the, our filing, I guess you might say, uh, with NERC's um, assessment of the country's electrical grid. They did that last month, so we decided that they should see that as well. I mean, they should already see that if they're a federal agency, but wanted to make sure we put it in front of them. Um, so I, I suspect that they are going to slow walk this a little bit more now in response to everything that's going on in the country with, uh, with the electrical grid. 
So we'll see uh, how much impetus is put on this, but it's going to cost $16 million. Alderman Donilon asking, where is that coming from? And what's the present balance of the environmental fund? $25 million. $25 million. This utilizes 16.5. Yes. Okay, thank you. And, and, and just on, uh, it usually averages, um, I think about 2.2 to 2.8 million a year, roughly. So a lot of money involved there, but it's coming from a fund that uh, already has dollars coming into it. Um, and uh, this isn't going to deplete the fund entirely, but something that's necessary here. But what do the barriers do exactly? More from Brown. It's more It's more just protecting anything from going, you know, leaving that, uh, con that containment. So it's more about, you know, stopping any groundwater, uh, you know, infiltration whatsoever. Now, uh, some neighbors are nearby to these lime ponds, and that's something that Brown says has been taken into consideration. They've been notified of what's going on here. There have been trees put up, and they're going to have these these uh, concrete uh, barriers of sorts. But the, when, when we're done with the lime pond relocation and the closing of the ash ponds, the whole area will be much, much more aesthetically pleasing for everybody. Yeah, I, I think the berms is the answer as long as they know that. You yes, know, that yes. That's the plan. Yeah. So that was just one measure that passed on emergency passage. There was another ordinance that was up for consideration dealing with a uh, $25,000 grant to a local golf tournament. So stay tuned. We'll get to that next. Council Roundup from last night's full Springfield City Council meeting, about an hour and 20 minutes, but tons to get to. We've already heard about the Panhandler Ordinance being postponed, heard a presentation from the Bourbon Ambassadors, also updates on Legacy Point Sports Complex, uh, and an emergency passage of a $16 million ordinance for lime ponds and uh, making sure that those are, uh, are dealt with properly. Uh, but next up was an emergency ordinance ordinance, not nearly for $16.5 million, but this is for $25,000. Here's uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder laying it out. An ordinance authorizing a sponsorship payment of $25,000 to Bruno Event Team LLC for the Memorial Health Championship presented by LRS pursuant to Article 7, Chapter 37, Section 37.62 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances. So again, $25,000 going to the LRS uh, golf tournament that's uh, being put together. We just got this uh, message in from um, Kate Peters, who we'll hear from a little bit later on. Visit Springfield, sponsoring free admission to the 2022 Memorial Health Championship presented by LRS. So uh, here's Scott Dahl uh, from the city's Tourism Bureau talking about the, insignificant, the significance of this. Yeah, that's right. It's been a couple of years since we've uh, had any sponsorship dollars go towards the Memorial Health Championship presented by LRS. Um, this is a little bit different. If you if you see the comment sections of this, uh, you'll notice that uh, this will include uh, sponsored gate admissions, uh, not only for the community but obviously visitors. So anybody that comes out from on tournament days, July 14th through the 17th, there'll be a sponsored gate admission. There'll be complimentary gate admission for anyone that comes out. Nice. So uh, hey, uh, that's 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 not a bad deal. Um, your tourism dollars paying for that, but more on uh, the significance of all of this. This is a bit of a longer clip, but Scott Dahl does a way of uh, really kind of just wrapping everything uh, into uh, into this uh, to give you a better idea of what's going on here and why this is so important. 
When we're talking about destination marketing, we're talking about putting the word out, asking our visitors to come in. Not only does it have free shuttles, but free entry. Uh, and then everything else that we offer, right? So you park your car, we're walkable, we're affordable. Uh, all of the free uh, sites that we have, we just, you combined it into that. Uh, this $25,000 uh, could really, really make the difference between us uh, having record crowds at the Memorial Health Championship and throughout the city of Springfield as well. So I think for that point, this is a little bit different. This isn't just a straight $25,000. We're getting this added value uh, in the gated missions and it really allows us to uh, excel our destination marketing. And I will also say it adds that community side too, right? Talk about quality of life. You talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. This is inclusive. This includes everybody in our city, everybody uh, that's coming to visit us. I mean, anyone gets in free during tournament days. Um, and I think that's great. I think it's great for the city. I think it's a great way for the community to experience and certainly our visitors to experience. So just... So, again, that's uh, Scott Dahl with the Tourism Bureau talking about the uh, Memorial Health Championship presented by LRS, getting $25,000 from city tourism dollars. Kate Peters was there. She's one of the organizers for this event. And she answered Alderman McMiniman's question about, uh, is this going to be an annual ask for $25,000 from the city? to help fund and sponsor uh, this this championship series. I, I do intend to come back, Alderman McMenamin. I think that what we're doing here is important. And I just want to share with you that um, we will have record-breaking crowds this year. And um, we are working with the Springfield Sangman Growth Alliance to underwrite a formal economic impact as a result of this tournament. I think you're going to be um, very impressed with its findings. What about uh, down the road? What can we expect? More from Kate Peters. And say that our, our goal in 2025 is to get this, this tournament on national television. So that will bring tremendous exposure to our city. Um, these tickets, yes, we do want them to go online and register. We want the data. We want to email you. We want to spam you. Yes. Um, <laughs> inform. We'll say inform. Will we turn people away? Absolutely not. The whole idea is to get as many people out there as possible. With and this is going to uh, drive that, I think, uh, especially with the transportation back and forth. And if you're going to get free admission, uh, you know, you got to register. So you'll hear more about that, I would imagine. Uh, and again, they're just now putting out the news release that uh, Visit Springfield sponsoring the free admission for the Memorial Health Championship Series presented by LRS. All right, uh, next up from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, and it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Try their chicken sandwiches, veggie style, now available at Head West. They're open for lunch downtown on Saturdays, too. But last night at Springfield City Council meeting, you had uh, the uh, first readings and a name that we're familiar with being included in one of those first readings here. Check us out. 257, an ordinance appointing Frank W. McNeil to the Springfield Economic and Community Development Commission. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, later. Some of some second. Yeah. Second, any discussion? And Alderman Gregory uh, seconds that motion to put this on first reading. Uh, another measure on first reading, and if you're not familiar with first reading, it's just uh, the first time aldermen are hearing this, and then they'll bring it up uh, during the Committee of the Whole next week, and then final passage of the week after. But this is really just a, a moment where, you know, these are new ordinances that are being put in front of aldermen for the first time, so it's a first reading. 
the next first reading ordinance. An ordinance approving small business redevelopment assistance to several businesses utilizing cannabis tax funds in an amount not to exceed $622,719 oh. for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. It's a lot of cannabis dollars, uh, 600000 plus. Look at that. Uh, so I imagine we'll hear more about those things. 744 now with Springfield's Morning News. Let's get into unfinished business. Alderwoman DeCenso laying some stuff out there. Um, but I also wanted to bring up pop-up parties. Because we had one in Ward 6 on Saturday night that resulted in someone being shot. Oh a teenage girl. Oh, boy. And, um, you know, we really need to hold... The, if we know it's a location that's holding these pop-up parties, we really need to hold that location responsible. We know there are places that they just pop up at, like Quick and Easy. They're not planning pop-up parties. But um, this is bad. It's bad for the neighborhood. Um, there are people, uh, you know, cutting through people's yards on 4th Street. There were 200 cars lined up. Jeez. There were several shots fired. My phone was ringing from midnight to 3 a.m. on Sunday. Um, it's not okay. This is in the middle of a neighborhood. Uh, it's disruptive. It's dangerous. It's mm. loud. It's it's just disrespectful to the homeowners, and there are a lot of homeowners there. Oh, boy. That's got to be rough. Uh, to hear gunshots outside your residence. Uh, Chief Scarlett there to address some of this. And let me make this very clear to anyone listening <laughs> that may want to have a pop-up party. It will not be tolerated in this community. Uh, Springfield Police Department is not going to sit back on our heels and let this happen. That's not fair to the residents of this city, and it won't happen. But what can be done about it uh, other than just shooing people off? get temporary restraining orders on these uh, locations ahead of time we'll do that if we can hold them accountable uh, post uh, party we'll do that as well and the mayor really uh, saying that uh, this needs to be handled uh, uh, quickly and with force scarlet will be uh, prosecuted uh, criminally and civilly as much as possible whatever um, can, you bet chief scarlet as well jumping back in there with some more insight well, it's, it's definitely the men and women that are out there doing the work and i appreciate that and i think it's important to point out that a lot of the arrests that we made are people that are coming from from outside our community so again the message is not going to be tolerated if they want to have the parties they can have it in their own community thank you sure alderwoman purchase talking about uh, some of the problems she's experienced even while doing a ride-along you want to emphasize i don't know what we can do but when the clubs let out they they need to go home so i don't know what we can do because the owners were saying well that's not my property this is the city sidewalk so I need help understanding how that works and how much time do we give them and what can we do to scoot them along. But they were very respectful this weekend while I was out there and people were getting off of the sidewalks pretty quickly. But I could see for the summertime that that may, may be an issue. Alderman Gregory recognizing the issue as well, but also saying that police need to work with some businesses during special events. When they have a, a large um advertise party, um, um, some celebrity coming or something to let you guys know so we can try to set up some type of uh, traffic control after those parties because I think it's important. Um, they have to control their lots. We have to control our streets and, and um, you know, I just think they need to work with us when they're having those big parties because, you know, it, it, it drives some problems for the people who live in the community. And one of those people who lives in the community uh, addressed the city council last night. Yes, my name is Nicole Day. And she said uh, there are some significant problems that uh, her and her neighbors are having to deal with. I live by His Own Music. They are located on the 1400 block of 5th Street in Ward 6. This business has been causing issues 
in our neighborhood for over a year now. Police have been dispatched here numerous times. And she uh, continued on with her concerns. Late night parties on Friday and Saturday. Music so loud coming from over a block away that I can hear it inside my house. Not only hear the music playing, but able to tell you what song is playing. She talked about all the cars uh, that show up in the neighborhood. Parking uh, on grass, uh, driving at high rates of speed, just a dangerous situation. After parking, they are very loud and disrespectful, walking to his own music. People have been urinating in our yards yeah. and neighbor yards while also gathering in yards. Ah. In numerous occasions, people have been dancing and screaming on top of their personal vehicles. At one point in time, we had a woman standing on the car threatening homeowners as they walk into their house with their children. And that person apparently was uh, eventually uh, uh, shooed off by police, but is that enough? Uh, she continues with her concerns. Within the last few weeks, there have been small groups gathering at his own music, still loud and disrespectful, leaving beer cans and trash up and down our streets. This past weekend, Hizzo Music returned to its unprofessional partying in our neighborhood. Mm. Around 9.30, I noticed numerous cars turning around in my driveway and parking up and down 4th Street. Mm. This most recent weekend, um, we heard mentioned earlier by Alderwoman DeCenso, but uh, again from the citizen that lives close by. At this party, one teen girl was shot. Our neighborhood is full of families. I personally do not want my children growing up around the possibility of being hit by a stray bullet. We did not choose to live next to a bar or a party venue. We do not want to raise our kids in this environment. And the citizen said that she's talked to the business owner about this. The owner has stated numerous times that he is a community figure and does many outreach programs. But his behavior has proven to be the exact opposite. This business has done nothing but bring dangerous driving, trash, public urination, large group of reckless disrespectful people, loud music, and now gun violence. She definitely got the attention of Alderman, uh, in particular Alderman McMiniman, uh, saying that uh, this has to be uh, shut down uh, seriously. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and as far as like the pop-up parties and the unsanctioned events that are uh, causing some uh, unrest in the area of uh, a residential area. Uh, but this looks like a clear-cut case of nuisance. Just a, yes. a, a flagrant yes. nuisance. And if it's uh, uh, ongoing and recurring, uh, where are our nuisance violation tickets being issued to this gentleman? And let's get on the ball here and, and uh, use the enforcement tools that we, that we have. So this is intolerable and unacceptable. Alderwoman uh, DeCenso jumping in as well. Thank you. And I would also like to note, this is not zoned as an entertainment venue. It's supposed to be a music production studio. It's not a bar. It's not a restaurant. These types of events are not supposed to be held in this type of business, and he's in violation of his zoning. So there's a couple of things you can go after. Uh, the mayor responding to some of this. Go elsewhere. So the whole key is to enforce. And it goes way beyond nuisance. Well, we got a location. It's, it's a Mary. matter of civil disturbance. You arrest them, you take them to court. The property owner, you take them to court, and you make them pay. That's how you do it. You don't give them tickets where they may collect or may pay. You have to arrest and move in that direction. Enforcement is what will cure it. That's exactly right. And our nuisance uh, city code gives discretionary authority to set the amount of the fine, and we got to set it up there high. We got need uh, the administrative law judges got to. Uh, we we need the tickets to get this process started, and we can penalize hard and and tough. So Alderman McMiniman uh, sharing his concerns, but Alderwoman Purchase also jumping back in about the uh, importance of addressing this quickly. 
it's not that easy because I've seen it happen over at Quick and Easy. So when we're outnumbered, it's really hard for you to have the tow trucks come in and have just a massive situation get out of hand. But I do like how our chief of police has said that now we have like the state police coming in. We got the county coming to help us when we're short on men. So pop-up block parties, one violence, a woman getting shot, not something I think people want in the capital city. That's your council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west each and every Wednesday here on WMAY.